welcome to How to Live by Every Word that Proceeds Out of the Mouth of God. Hello, my name is Raul Collado, and the title of our study for today is The Word Indwelling Richly. Before we begin, let's have a moment in prayer. Father in heaven, we thank you so much for your word. And now I ask, Father, for the illumination of your spirit to give us the understanding of your word. And I ask in Jesus' name. Amen. Our Bible text for study today is Colossians 3, 16. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly in all wisdom, teaching and admonishing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing with grace in your hearts to the Lord. And this verse is found the key for the Christian experience. If I let the word of Christ dwell in me richly in all wisdom, it will teach and admonish me. Let's look at some of the aspect of the nature of the word. In Jeremiah 23:29, Is not my word like as a fire, saith the Lord? like a hammer that breaketh the rock in pieces. And in Jeremiah 29, His word was in my heart as a burning fire shut up in my bones. Let's look at some examples about what the word of God does. In Psalm 119.11, Thy word have I hid in my heart that I might not sin against thee. And in Psalm 37.31, the law of his God is in his heart, and none of his steps shall slide. And in Psalm 17, verse 4, By the words of thy lips I have kept me from the paths of the destroyer. In these three verses in the Psalms, that the word being hidden in the heart, it will prevent us from not sinning against God. And if we have the law of God, which is the law of love, loving God supremely, and loving our neighbor as ourself, none of our steps will slide. If we go to John seventeen seventeen, as Jesus prayed to his Father, Sanctify them through thy truth. Thy word is truth. And we compare this scripture with James chapter 1, 17 and 18. It says that every good gift and every perfect gift is from above, and cometh down from the Father of lights, with whom there is no variableness, neither shadow of turning. Of his own will begat he us with the word of truth, that we should be a kind of first fruits of his creatures. So it's through the word of truth that we are sanctified. And in James it tells us that of God's own will, He beget us, He make us born again with the word of truth. And in, in 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 23, it confirms that how we are born again. It says, being born again, not of corruptible seed, but incorruptible, by the word of God, which liveth and abideth forever. So there's incorruptible seed, the word that lives and abides forever. It's by the word that we become born again and that we are sanctified by that same word. 
and Psalm 119, verse 25, Quicken thou me according to thy word. The word of God gives life. And Jesus says in John 6, 63, It is the spirit that quickeneth, or gives life. The flesh profiteth nothing. The words that I speak unto you, they are spirit and they are life. We're going to see the connection between the spirit and the word in a moment. But we see here so far that the word quickens, but also says that the spirit quickens. But back to what makes us born again in 1 John 3, 9. Whosoever is born of God does not commit sin. For his seed remaineth in him, and he cannot sin because he is born of God. So what makes a person born of God is that his seed remains in the individual. And who is the seed of God? In Galatians 3, 16, Now unto Abraham and his seed were the promises made. He saved now to seeds as of many, but as of one, and to thy seed, which is Christ. So the seed of God, it is Christ. So now we're going to get to the point, where is the power of the Spirit? In Ephesians six seventeen, connects the two. It says, the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. Therefore, the power of the Spirit dwells in the Word of God. Because it is inspired of God. So how we receive the Spirit? We receive the Spirit through, the, through faith. In Galatians 3.14 That we might receive the promise of the Spirit through faith. I want to illustrate this as best as possible by looking at what Jesus tells us about the operation of the Spirit. In John 14.26 But the Comforter which is the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name. He will teach you all things and bring all things to your remembrance, whatsoever I have said unto you. So the operation that's being described here is that the Spirit teaches. It teaches that which is in the Word. We're going to see how. So it teaches and it brings all things to your memory. And what is that is going to bring to memory is whatever Christ had spoken. And that includes everything that Christ has spoken in the Old Testament. Because in the Old Testament, according to John 5.39, it testifies of Christ. So, so what happens? The Spirit cannot bring to, me, to my remembrance the things that are in the Word of God if I haven't spent time. In the Word of God. So the Spirit is always going to lead you to the Word because it inspired it. And I want to show you some examples, a practical example. So if you were to read 1 Corinthians 8 2 and we were to consider it and humbly accept it, the Spirit will bring it into your remembrance. It will say, If any man think he knoweth anything, he knoweth it not yet as he ought to know. So when I think I know it all, and I'm being tempted to be filled with 
pride in that sense to think that I know it all, the Spirit will bring that verse back into my mind. Another ver another example would be if I were to get angry at a brother, the Spirit will bring into memory that which is in Scripture, like Matthew 5, 22, that whosoever is angry with his brother without a cause shall be in danger of the judgment. Or another verse in Ephesians 5, 26, be angry and sin not. So the Spirit will bring into our remembrance that which is spoken in the Scriptures. And through that, God wants to give us divine power. Ephesians 3, 16 and 17. God wants to grant us, according to His riches and glory, to be strengthened with might by His Spirit in the inner man, that Christ may dwell in your hearts by faith, that you be enrooted and grounded in love. And how does faith come by? How does it continue to be developed and increase? The Bible says in Romans 10, 17, So then, faith coming by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. So it's through the word of God that our faith gets stronger. Jesus says in John 15, 4 and 7, Abide in me, and I in you, as the branch cannot bear fruit of itself, except it abide in the vine. No more can ye, except you abide in me. And in verse 7, if you abide in me, and my words abide in you, you shall ask what you will, and it shall be done unto you. So to summarize this, that if the word of Christ, if it dwells in me richly, abundantly, continually, and have, it, have that word hitting in my heart, if I'm meditating on it day and night, and if I accept that word by faith, like the faith of a child, I will have Christ dwelling in me by faith. Because that's why we read in Ephesians that the Christ may dwell in your hearts by faith. And faith comes by hearing the word of God. My invitation for all of us is the word dwelling in you richly. As a dwelling in me richly. Am I continually feasting upon the Word of God, allowing it to teach me and to admonish me and to instruct me and to lead me and to order my steps in that Word. This will be all for today. May the Lord bless you and keep you until next time.